Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Critical Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me this week is an incredibly special guest, Rick Hogue from Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Rick, how you doing? I'm doing great. We just got a lot of Sony news. I'm having a good day. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. It's something, as we talked about before the show, something I've wanted to do for a long, long time. And we're going to talk about this at the end too. But for anybody who doesn't know about Rick and Hoaglaw, please go check out his YouTube channel, Hoaglaw, where he does these videos called Virtual Legalities, where he goes into the various legal things that mostly games <laughs> and sometimes movies and different articles and things that pop up. It's super fascinating like for this stuff for me usually i'd be kind of like eh, it's kind of dry but the way honestly rick and this is not just to flatter you because you're already on the show i got you so sure. I, I don't have to flatter you anymore but uh you the way you present the information is so interesting to me and it really does a good job of kind of pulling back the curtain on some of these things and yeah. some of the potential things that could be going on which i love yeah that's the idea right in a, in a perfect world virtual legality is i'm a lawyer uh i'm uh, I don't know. I hesitate to say old, but I'm older than some of the folks that are experiencing some of the pop culture news items. And, and I was reading them anyway. And so it was one of those things where I know how I look at news articles. I know how I parse these things. I have the experience doing a lot of corporate transactions. And I decided to put together a YouTube channel and see how it went. Um, and so we try to be conversational. We try to be extemporaneous. We try to present things and break them down to see how I read these things, how you can read them too, and ultimately in a perfect world so that you can critically think your way through an issue and then disagree with me vociferously in the comments <laughs> about the many mistakes that I made in looking at one of these things. As, as we say over there, reasonable minds can differ. I'm all about reasonable disagreement. It's the spice of life uh, and we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I really have personally appreciated it. And it's something that I love to have kind of just on while I'm, you know, maybe eating a meal or something or doing sure. laundry. And I'm just kind of like thinking about these things because you really do dive into these things in a way most articles just can't. And they, yeah, don't, they have, don't have the space to be yeah, fair. Yeah, sure. Or your background, too. Cause sometimes you just kind of get like, you know, you see the, the news heading from one of the big gaming sites and then it'll just be like <laughs> a few paragraphs and that's it. But you're like, all right, let's talk about this a little bit more of like what this could really mean because right. of your background in law. And that's right. something that I think a lot of people could find very interesting. And obviously people have found it interesting. So congratulations. Yeah, we've got a lot of growth this year. It's been very exciting. Yeah, well, I hope that continues to be the case. And then one day I'll just be like, yeah, I knew Rick before he was like this super famous like video game hey, I was, lawyer. I know? was talking to you before we started here that I 100% I remember that you gave me a message of support when it, I had eight or nine subscribers. Uh, and, and so I will remember that. I, I do remember that. And I'm very thankful for it. Oh, I'm thankful. I'm just thankful that you're here. And that's one of the things I was looking back. I looked at an old video, a vlog I did way back um, that Ian from Easy Allies was on. And sure. you had commented on there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like a few years ago now. And I was like, and I think even in that comment on YouTube, I was like, you should be on the podcast sometime. And I was like, Jimmy, what are you doing? Like, this is a few years ago. What like what you need to be better yeah, I think it's about great. this. But either way, you're here now. And like you alluded to earlier, we just got a ton of PlayStation news because it we're coming like hot right off yep. the heels <laughs> just of happened. this showcase. It just happened. <laughs> uh, so for anybody watching this who hasn't probably seen that, you probably have by now. But if you hadn't, we're just going to kind of go down some of the news from it. And the funny thing is because I... I'm still trying to figure out how all these things work, because even though I've been watching them for years, I always have an idea in my mind how they should start or should end or whatever. Oh, sure. 
But of course, they saved the <laughs> the amount, the price of these things, and the the release dates for them until the very end because that's it's a sales pitch, really. So you kind of yep. want to sell people on your product and then be like, here it is. But just a slot right before Kratos. Yeah. Exa- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we're coming out with these two PlayStation Fives, the discless and the one that is completely um, that has a disc drive. It has say. a disc drive. Yeah. They haven't come up with great names for this. Yeah, they have, <laughs> which they should do. But uh, three ninety nine and four ninety nine respectively, which yep. Uh, you know, falls right in between. And again, I was watching one of the virtual legalities and you have it kind of slotted that way where Xbox Series S at the low end and then Series that X. That was my guess. Highland. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that that was going to be the case and it is definitely the case now. So we have yeah. that information and it sounds like as of this recording, the pre-orders are going, uh, they're starting tomorrow. But yeah, uh, not a part of the presentation. It's worth noting, right? Like yeah. one of the things we talk about on my channel is messaging and corporate advertisements and how you put these things out there. And, and Sony kept a bunch of things back yeah. as part of this presentation. They wanted to put the games at the forefront. They wanted to have Spider-Man out there. They wanted to have Final Fantasy 16 of all things out there, but they didn't talk about like the pricing. We're starting to get a little bit more information about the pricing of like Spider-Man and, and things like that. And they didn't want to talk about the actual systems. Yeah, it, It's like at least Xbox, and I've got problems with Xbox messaging and I, I like some of it and I don't like some of it. I like some of Sony's. I don't like some of Sony's, but at least Xbox said, okay, pre-orders are this date. So, you know, I put a little thing in the outlook and say, let's just keep track of that and, and figure out what's going to happen because all of these are going to be supply constrained because everything everywhere is constrained in 2020. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, you get like a random, what I saw in terms of this messaging was I saw a Jeff Keeley tweet where he said, Sony says pre-orders are tomorrow. That's yeah. how I found out. So if Sony said it elsewhere, I didn't see it. Yeah. I I, like, okay. I saw it the same way you did. And I was thinking, okay. <laughs> and I know that, so Jeff, you know, is kind of, he's a third party, maybe not even like, you know, he's just, he's this other news source and he kind of has all the anyone, But also yeah, everyone. Exactly. Yeah. So it was weird. <laughs> I was like, so unless they said like in their conference, like, oh, look forward to a tweet from Jeff Keighley about pre-orders. Like it just seemed weird. Cause yeah. Cause you get this whole showcase and you get this information. You're like, all right, cool. It's coming out on this day. But for most of the people who are watching this, they wanted to know when that pre-order was. Yeah. And I was surprised. I thought it was like going to be in small text somewhere. And I had missed it because at the end, I was yeah, like, oh, maybe well, you it know, popped up. A couple of weeks ago, right? They had that like uh, page where you put in your PSN ID and there was some language that was like, we're going to be evaluating your merits as a PlayStation customer. Oh my gosh. And it's like, oh, okay. All right. And, and so I don't know whether they dropped that or whether that's actually what they're doing tomorrow. I have no idea. Sure. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately I have, you know, a law firm to run and some calls to do and some things of that nature. So yeah, I want to make sure that even if I don't get one, I at least had the option to. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. Cause you want to, you just want to know that that's going on right now, as opposed to if, if Jeff Keighley hadn't tweeted that out, then if those no. pre-orders would have gone live tomorrow, I also wonder maybe it was the, supply constraint and not that they shouldn't tell people when pre-orders are going live but maybe they were hoping that like if they didn't talk about it that it would go live tomorrow and it wouldn't be like obviously you want people wouldn't notice, but they promised yeah they promised they would give people a heads up okay because everybody's always worried about you know your, your avengers endgame scenario where it, 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 the tickets just happen yeah and and you know you're running around and trying to trying to get them done and and Sony promised that that wouldn't be the case. Uh, whether or not they keep that promise, who knows? Sure. Corporations break promises all the time. Check out virtual legality. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but but um, no, Sony had promised that they would have those pre-orders and they would tell people about them. 
I don't know whether this constitutes that. The funny thing about like a Jeff Keighley tweet, and I don't know whether you do this yourself mentally here in 2020, like I do or not, but every time I get those journalist tweets, the blue checkmark tweets, they have a little bit of information. For whatever reason, I forget that they aren't in a conference room or an office setting getting this information directly somewhere because you're used to that. You're like, all right. I assume Jeff Keeley or Jeff Grubb or whoever, Jason Schreier, is sitting in front of this person and got a little bit of a tip and they're putting it up on Twitter. It's like Jeff Keeley isn't anywhere. Yeah. Like he might he might have an email chain or something, yeah. but he's not he's not anywhere. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a funny part of twenty twenty. Yeah, well, like, totally. Yeah. He's like sitting not, on the couch somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this wasn't a conference. It wasn't a press conference, it was a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, still, you got these little beats from from Keeley of all people. And who knows? Maybe that'll be corrected. I, I have no idea. Yeah, well, it's just it did seem strange to me, too. Again, I thought I'd missed it, but I was like, oh, or maybe this will come out like in a formal tweet from them saying, yeah. like, hey, just so you know, pre-orders are available starting tomorrow and whatever yeah. else. And it's like your bank account's ready. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like they have like a tiered system, too, where it's like they're releasing it on the November 12th for um, it sounds like North America, Australia, Japan. It's North America Korea. and Japan. It's, yeah. so it's, it's the Japan countries. It's South Korea, New Zealand, Australia, Japan. That might be it. And then it's North America. So it's so it's the U.S. and Mexico and Canada. And yeah, I think that's supply constraint, literally. I yeah. mean, I think that's manufacturing. And we can. It's probably being manufactured in in the Japanese region. They can get out those units, and then I think I saw some rumors that they were actually flying these bad boys over to the North American oh, really? uh, market rather than you know normal freight. Okay. Uh, so. We'll see. But it's interesting because Sony's so popular in Europe um, to have Europe essentially wait a week uh, is uh, is not ideal. I don't even think Sony would think it's ideal. Yeah. Um, But it's 2020 and we live with what we can live with. Exactly. And if I'm not mistaken, November 10th is when Series X is coming. Yeah. How about two days? Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Two days difference. I actually looked at that and I said, I was doing the math. Like as it came out, I was like, oh, that's a little bit. I was like, no, that's the same week. It's like I, I, for me, I had jokingly tweeted out when Xbox announced their stuff. I guess early because their stuff leaked last week. Uh, that uh, Sony should just pick the tenth, and we'll just all have a jamboree. Yeah. Uh, and they practically did. I mean, the, the functional difference between the tenth and the twelfth is is minimal. Sure. Um. So it's that's a crazy week. Um. Yes. And they're really testing everybody because. I, you know, I, I, not to not to drag down the fun video game entertainment podcast here, but <laughs> who knows what the economy looks like a uh, yeah. week after the United States presidential election? That's I mean, true. who knows what the world feels like? Um, and so 2020 has already been a strain on people's resources. It's it's a very interesting thing to do. Um, and so, you know, I hope the best for everybody. I, I've, I've always said I, I want all of these parties. I want Microsoft to release a good box that has good support. I want Sony to. I want that competition. I want everybody to have as many good games as they can get. Uh, but it's coming in hot. It's yeah. uh, both of these systems are, are coming in on a crash landing and like nobody has a launch game, really. Miles Morales is now on PlayStation 4. Yes. Uh, it, there's there's a whole lot of stuff going on, and I'm still excited about them, but it's it's an interesting launch. Yeah, which is kind of crazy, because I was talking about this um, recently with the Legionnaires, and I was kind of saying, like, you know, I, I miss the days of when there was, like, a really killer app or something yeah. that comes out with, uh, with, you know, the new consoles. And I know that for a lot of people are saying for Series X and Xbox, it's the Games Pass, for example. Uh, yeah, but, sure. you know, and- I'm looking forward to Valhalla on the new systems. I want some frames. Oh, sure. Exactly. I love Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. I'm, I'm a big Assassin's Creed guy, and we'll get into that. That's a great. I'm glad you brought that up. But 
sure. I, I miss when there was something like that, and I feel like there hasn't been, and there wasn't necessarily for the last console generation, too. I was thinking, like, Rise, Son of Rome was Xbox, and then I don't remember yeah, PlayStation the 4. the tech demo games, right? Yeah. I, I had said this, whether it was on Twitter or somewhere else, I had said, you know, what we really needed was one of those games that's kind of not great, but shows off everything. That You know, the, the little disc that you used to get with your uh, 3D graphics card sure. back in the 90s yeah. that was really awesome uh, and wasn't a great game. But yeah, your Rise. Yeah, I, I, I consider Killzone Shadowfall. Yep. I never really loved that game, but it was shiny. Yes, exactly. Um, and, you know, maybe it's, it's hard to tell because 4K and, and some of the fancy features don't come across on like YouTube videos so yeah. well. Miles Morales could be that. It's got the right kind of color scheme and lighting. So I'm hopeful, uh, but no, nothing jumps off the screen for you right now. And, and I wish it did. Yeah. I will say one thing though. One thing that really did jump off the screen for me in the PlayStation presentation that I wasn't expecting was that Harry Potter game. Oh my that, gosh. That looked so awesome. And I wasn't expecting that at all. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, they start the music. I was like, ah, Harry Potter game, whatever. And I was like, wow. Warner Brothers is doing some work on that game. Dude, for sure. Well, did you see the leak from a while ago? I So I, I as I was watching this trailer, I'm like, wasn't there a Kotaku article about people in a mall playing Harry Potter or something like that? So that's what I remember. What was that about? It was, so, it was some kind of quality assurance or yes, testing or something? From what I remember, uh, there was a video that leaked out, and I don't remember exactly the source from it, but it was just like some kind of low-res um, version, yeah. I believe, of this game. And so it was floating around for a while. And I, a lot of people thought, okay, so the Harry Potter game, it's a real thing. And when you watched it, even though it didn't look great, you said to yourself, yes, this is clearly something that is that licensed. Could yeah, yeah, it could work. Yeah, and you're like, okay, but who's going to get it first? And that came out so long ago that a lot of people just, whenever the next gaming show was coming up, they're like, oh, they'll show it at this thing because they really oh. kind of leaked it. But then I'd forgotten it is existence. Yeah, so. well, when WB <laughs> popped up here, I was like, oh, are they going to show some more Gotham Knights or something? And then I was like, oh, it's the Harry Potter game. And I was hoping they'd show more of the actual gameplay because the gameplay itself looks so good. Like, it yeah. looks really interesting. And well, I That think trailer was super impressive to me, so yeah. I hope it lives up to it. I think, too, it's going to bring in a lot of people who might not necessarily be getting into or are into games right now. Because there's a lot of people out there who love Harry Potter so much. And they've been wanting, like, a full game that isn't, like, a movie tie-in for so long. And it's crazy yeah. to me that it's taken this long to do it. But, like, it just takes time. It's like the Avengers game. It's just they they waited. But Yeah. You know, well, it's one of those where it's like, I think, you know, I see a demo like that or I see a stream like that. And it's like so many things get canceled or altered behind the scenes and, and not anybody's fault. That's how development works. Yeah. I try not to get, you know, excited about something until it looks roughly like that. Yes. Like that's clearly uh, imminent. I'm going to say who knows in 2020, but they put a 2021 date on it. That seems right. Yeah. It looks about that level of finished. And, and so now I'll get excited yes. because otherwise, frankly, I view most Square Enix launch releases as uh, alpha streams coming from a mall somewhere. You know, Final Fantasy 16 is like, that's great. You guys can announce that so it'll hit sometime this generation. Yep. That's fine. I'll put that in the back of my head, but I'm not going to get excited about Final Fantasy 16 until we've gone through at least two release date delays and then I know it's coming. Exactly. And that's the weird thing about Final Fantasy is in that state right now where not only that has been announced, uh, you know, and we'll be talking about this for a second. So for 16 for me, because like I'm still waiting, you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake part two and three, right. maybe four is still in the works. And this came out and I was chastised a little bit today because I, I have not been following 14 that much. At first, I thought this was a 14 expansion because I, I thought, thought it was, was 15 too. Or yeah, or and something that like that. Be- 
it might just be the engine, but I yeah. was like looking at it going like, that really looks like 15. Oh, for sure. And the fighting too, when it's, he started teleporting around, I was like, is this like a, is there, are they like importing like a Noctis class into 14 and something's oh, different? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know. And they talked a lot about crystals. And I was told that um, one of the people who worked really heavily, I think one of the game directors from 14 is a producer on this one. Okay. So maybe that's one of the reasons there's maybe more of like a through well, He's earned it. He's the guy that saved 14. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know the names, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah that was, that was a heck of a uh, story. A yeah. turnaround for sure. But yeah, so when this came out, I was kind of watching it and I was like, is this, is this really like the next? Because I'm so used to Final Fantasy when they talk about a new one. It is like the end of days. Usually yes. like the trailers are like, ha, 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 and you're like, you can't like you don't understand what's happening. And then they put it up at the end. They're like, oh, that's the new Final Fantasy. This one, the whole time I was like, is this is this really the new like Final Fantasy? Like, right. I was not I, I'm not going to lie. I was waiting for a spinoff title to come out. Like, yep. it's totally fine if it's uh, whatever that one was called with the class zero or, or something like that. Oh, you yes, know, yes, where, yes. Where, Sorry about that. Where it's Final Fantasy, whatever. Yeah. But the fact that it was Final Fantasy 16 was a bit of a surprise. And like I said, I didn't think it looked very good in its current state, but it's probably years out. Yeah. And I love Final Fantasy. Yeah. So we'll give it its chance. And yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, Final Fantasy reframe or restore or whatever the heck they're going to call the next one yep. is is on its way. And, you know, I, I, I really, really enjoyed... 90% of that Final Fantasy 7 remake project. So yes. we'll we'll see if I like the next part, but I'm looking forward to that definitely. Oh, for sure. Well, and also like I I'm just happy they're moving on from 15, you know, because there's something yeah. about like having that long cycle on there and the fact that there was three you know, entries in 13 and, you know, like 14 kind of, you know, coming and going and coming back. It's just like they need to kind of move on to make the new Final Fantasy stuff as opposed to the spinoffs and like portions of a remake that I'm like, all right. Yeah, it's make like 16. one world a generation. Yeah. I agree. I, you know, th I think that's one of the reasons why I reacted neg negatively to thinking it looked like 15 too was that I wanted the next world to be a new Final Fantasy world. And and this might well be, but it, it had so many echoes of 15 that I didn't get that, oh wow, brand new Final Fantasy, crazy looking. And and what's really odd is the, the remake from 1997 generally does give me those vibes. Because sure. that's a lot of imaginative world building. Um, and yeah, 16's not there yet. And let's hope that it gets there, but yeah. it's not there yet. Well, when they're panning out from that first guy's face, I thought for a second it looked kind of like Squall from FF8. And I was like, are they doing a remake of 8 now too? And I was like, that would be insane to do that, that in cool. conjunction with 7. Right? <laughs> I'd be like, okay, guys, like we got to figure this out. But Just do it all. Just yeah. a remake of 7, just 8, and 9, and it. then like an Avengers mashup of all of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just we, we make Dissidia, <laughs> but we make it better. Uh, yeah, yeah, we make a good game out of it. That would oh, be great. Okay. Yeah. Somebody will be offended by that. Exactly. I know. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, how dare you? I, I remember playing that way back in the day. Sephiroth, he was great. Sephiroth, I love him. Hey. Anyway, uh, so yeah, 16, there it is. It's so interesting. I thought like it's kind of a, it seems like a smaller kind of project, at least right now, or a smaller world. It's not as grandiose yet that we have seen. And I thought they were going to yeah, do more of hard a, to tell. I thought they're going to do more of an FF9 and it might be like in that style. I thought they were going to go like way back, like modern graphics, but like kind of cartoony world. I was like, oh, I would, maybe. I would, I would be there day one. I think a lot of people would be. I think a lot of people would be like, give, they want Final Fantasy 9. But like the new age, you give me a BB with ray tracing. I'm there. Oh my, the ray, the rays are coming out of his face. Like you That's just right. like lose your mind. But yeah, so uh, again, at 16, I was kind of surprised, and uh, I'm I'm very curious. But like you said, with Square, and they they have so many things going on. But because of the track record between like 
Kingdom Hearts 3 in Final Fantasy 15, I'm still just so reserved when it comes to these things because my heart was open for like a decade plus. Yeah. I'm like, please just put this game out. You're killing me. So, yeah, no. And then 15 came out and, and I like it more than it probably deserves because I love Final Fantasy and it's yeah. it's more than the sum of its parts. But it's not it's not what I would describe as like a, a good game, like independently. Sure. It's just something that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and so I hope for better for 16. I, I, I worry about that one. I think Square had the, what the project Athea video. Is that, is that right? Oh, From the earlier right. showcase. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, they're working on a hundred things. Yes. Um, remake two, whatever it's going to be called. It's going to be called something weird. Yeah. I guarantee it. Yep. <laughs> Is is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to check out after the ending of remake. So yeah, oh, for sure. You know, I'm looking forward to Square's output. I always do. Hey, I like Avengers. I Except, am what I am. Dude, I I agree with you. <laughs> I've been working on that review myself, and it's just it's crazy. Like how many there's so many there's so many hands or full hands in that pie for Avengers. I'm like, how many studios do you have working on this thing? Uh, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Uh, but yeah, I'm. They're going to sort that one out. That one's going to be great long term. I really do think that. I think so too. I but I I will be honest with you, Rick. I have loved capturing footage for all the bugs because there are yeah, so many funny it's, it's bugs talking about we, we talked about coming in hot right <laughs> avengers hot. came in hot Game avengers they, they they finalized the campaign they got it mostly working and they said ship it <laughs> and uh and then the the, the post campaign stuff the economy doesn't quite work right yeah. some of the stuff doesn't quite work but the hard part to me my opinion on avengers the hard part the the moment to moment the bungee 30 seconds of fun works yep they got it yep. they did it yep. they did the hard part they just have to figure out the rest i agree they're just they're flying out of that bifrost and they're just they're that's how hot they're coming in you know what i they're mean like yeah hot. i completely agree with you though that oh well, i've played sure. however many hours of cap now so dude yeah. very nice i'm, I'm enjoying myself we're gonna have to get back to that because i have to talk to you about cap anyway um so <laughs> final fantasy 16 uh also we touched on it a little bit earlier spider-man miles morales which yep. is such a fascinating thing to me because i feel like the uh uh, the marketing and also just the kind of the message that goes along with this game has been kind of all over the place. And now yeah. knowing just today that not only is this game going to be on PlayStation 5, it's going to be on PlayStation 4 as well. And that yeah. to me is like, okay, but it's coming at a price point, I believe of, is it $50? It is 50. $50. It also came with an acknowledgement from somewhere else that Sony intends to price their games first party at 70. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of the new, and that was set, you know, a little bit by, was it N NBA 2K or something? Yeah, 2K, like kind of... 2K started it off. Uh, Activision confirmed it with Call of Duty. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things. This is where people in my comments would say, well, isn't that collusion? Isn't it antitrust behavior? I say, no, collusion requires concerted activity where you all get into a room and you smoke yeah. cigars and you say 70. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what happened here. You basically get a couple of people to put their toe out, say 70, are we all cool with this? Yep. And then... People say, yeah, it's time for 70. And so, you know, Sony's coming out with 70. I personally preferred it when we saw a little bit of a discount on first party titles, really across the board, hmm. because of course, first party publishers are not paying themselves for their cut of the publishing fee. Yeah. Um, so they're making more money on those, but uh, it, it is what it is. I, you know, I did a video on pricing. There are good arguments for why pricing is okay to be pumped up now. There's also arguments for why, with monetization strategies and other ways that they are getting money out of the system. Maybe it didn't need to be that way. Yeah. Either way, I think consumers would like more for less. Developers would like more for doing what they do. Yeah. Publishers would like their cut and 70 feels okay. Uh, but yeah, 50 on Miles Morales, man. And from everything we've heard, 
I, I'm hoping that there's a blog post coming that says, actually, it's it's two first lights or yeah. two last legacies or lost legacies. Yes. Uh, and, and and if you give me that, I'm like, okay, right now, my gut reaction is, uh, so this is the one thing you have to show off the PlayStation 5, and you know it, and you're going to charge me $50. Yes, it seems really interesting to me, and my it's like my own little tinfoil hat scenario, Rick, so you're going to have to just bear with me. Sure. So my thought you know, here, too, is you have Insomniac, who has become such a, a well-known name, I mm-hmm. wonder if in some respects and in the past, Ratchet and Clank has kind of been a tech demo. It's kind of turned into that a little bit. So well, it was wonder, a lot of shinies. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if if because of the fact that they're kind of tag team in this or they're doing these two things, I wonder if Miles Morales didn't exist, if Ratchet and Clank would have been a launch title rift apart for this and Miles Morales would have been baked into or they would have just said Spider-Man 2. Miles Morales. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things that happen with Miles, right? And you're right exactly to point out the communications have been weird, um, which is now we know, it it depends on when they started planning this, but probably not yesterday. Now we know it was going to be a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 5 cross-generation title. It was very important to them to make sure people knew that it wasn't an expansion. Yes. Which went around everywhere <laughs> after it accidentally was called a sequel yep. by such small outlets as IGN and GameSpot. And so Sony immediately had to correct all that. And then they had like a vice president of Europe talk to Bloomberg or whomever and say, ah, it's like a first light thing. It's fine. And then Sony has to go and say, no, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> so they've been trying to figure out how to market this thing all to get to the point where you and I are talking about $50. Exactly. To say, to say it's a different application, it has all these fancy things, $50 is a reasonable amount for it. Yeah. I don't know whether that's true or not. I know that I love Spider-Man 2018. That was like my number three game of that year. Yeah. Like I really loved it. So good. It's one of those that even, even after not, you know, getting my number one spot that year is, is a button that I still hit if I'm passing it on the PlayStation dashboard because it's so colorful and fun and you can pop in and you know you're gonna have a good time for 20 minutes if that's what you feel like. And, and so Spider-Man 2018 is great. You know, I think the other component of this, which we haven't talked about yet, is it's $50. They're also releasing a Ultimate Edition on the PlayStation 5 for $70 that's going to come with a remaster of Spider-Man, the original, with ray tracing and everything else. And there doesn't appear to be another method of getting it, A. And even if there were, they'd sell that voucher for $20. Now you start to get into the control situation. You get into Xbox and smart delivery. You get into all these things. It's like, okay, I thought we weren't selling remasters anymore. Sony never said that. But I thought in general, as an industry, we were moving away from that. And unfortunately, no. Sony's like, you'll have to buy Miles Morales. You'll have to buy the Ultimate Edition if you want to get a few more shiny bits and bobs on your Spider-Man, which we can't show you right now. Yeah. Okay. Those puddles are going to look so good, though. That's Those what they should do. It should be puddle edition. That's why when they're showing that thing for Dove May Cry 5, which we'll get to in a second, they showed the puddles. I'm like, this is more Spider-Man stuff. Is Capcom working on Spider-Man? Because they're like, showed yeah. that shot. And I was like, ah. But yeah, it is, it's so weird to me because I, I think this game will be cool, but it really weirdly comes down to... Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the prices, but like we need to know the length of these games. And that's because the single yeah. player stuff, that's usually what it kind of breaks down to for, you know, Lost Legacy or something like that. Because people are so much more willing to pay, um, you know, for a game that they're like, all right, it's like 15, 20 hours for Lost Legacy or whatever. And then they can start doing the math in their head. Because if you, if you start <laughs> well, doing people do that, right. And, yeah. and to some extent, that's that is at least in part a function of an industry 
and a product that is aimed at a younger audience. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in, in general, for the most part, 2020 notwithstanding, I've been blessed enough in my life that I yet generally can have enough money to buy the game I want and I never have the time to play it. Sure. Um, so I actually do, as, as I get older, like a little bit more of those, we're going to tell you a complete story in 15 hours. Yeah. Like that, that's not my problem. I, I liked a lot of the games that kind of take that scope. My, my problem is just kind of the obfuscation. And then, you know, Spider-Man 2018 is 60. That was a lot of bang for your buck in yeah. that box. Miles Morales is 50. If it winds up feeling like half or less than half, it's just, it's just an emotional, a psychological reaction. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if it's going to be that, then Sony, you need to convince me that it's going to be a shiny tech demo as well. Yes. That I can say, I could, I could point to somebody that says, why did you buy that weird spaceship under your television? <laughs> and I could say, because of this. And, and they could understand. And yeah. I'm, YouTube's terrible at it. Like, it looked nice, but like, you can't see what it's going to look like even on your nice TV on, on a YouTube video. So, ah, it's a hard pitch this generation. And I hope it's great. I think it's, the, the game's going to be fun. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of what the scope is and whether or not it's worth that money. For sure. And I think one of the reasons, too, why they kind of picked this character to do this with is I think they there's kind of a fear. Um, you know, if you were to make him the main character, I think more people still want Peter Parker. And so if you said Spider-Man to Miles Morales, Peter's kind of there or they're doing a co-op thing or something like yeah. that. I think this is to kind of to kind of appeal to everybody. So that way they're kind of like, all right, well, we're going to do that Miles Morales game because we kind of teased him so hard and you got to kind of play as him a little. They did. A, a little bit. You know, in a he sense. Had great sequences in 2018. Yeah. He had some great sequences. Yeah. Uh, it, all it did, though, is make me want to play Spider-Man again so badly because you're like sneaking around. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to run and just punch Rhino in the face. Um, he does. But, he does a lot of sneaking around. There's so much sneaking. It's like him and MJ. Uh, but I, I just. I think it's I think it's a smart way to do it. I think they just need to get the messaging on board because it was like I said until today I didn't know I could play it on PlayStation Four. I'm just curious to know if my PlayStation is going to if I try to play that game or yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Forbidden West, which apparently yeah. is also going to be a PlayStation Four. That game yeah. is going to make my PlayStation Four take off into the sky because it's Avengers does. I don't know about how your PlayStation is doing, my, but my my Avengers is making it sound like the helicarrier. It's it's four dimensional. Well, okay, I've got see, I don't have it. I have it on Xbox One, so thankfully okay. it's pretty quiet. Uh, it's okay. just we got a lot of just so many glitches. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> I need that Spider Man. See, they got me. Oh, they got. See, you know, I, I had to I had to go get it over on PlayStation. I land. understand, and that, a lot of people were asking today. They're like, do you think that <laughs> that we're going to see that little trailer or tease for it. And I was like, well, maybe oh, that would have made a lot of sense, honestly, but maybe I still think that's a ways out for Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they, I don't know if they have a lot of the animations. Well, it looked like they were going to announce to go with Bishop and Hawkeye. It looked like they were going to announce black Panther they and they were playing that. Yeah. Which is probably smart. I think it was, I think they really, it was smart, but I'm looking forward to black Panther. Oh my gosh. So much. And I like between like, if we could just, can we go to Wakanda and Asgard? Like that's something I really want to see in this game. Like just eventually. They don't really have a lot of fantasy kind of wild environments in that game. Not yet. I don't, I think they were just like, all right, let's just get this kind of base thing and see if if people, if there's money coming in. Avengers. Yeah. I just, I just like Avengers. No. So yeah, I think it would have been nice to have a little clip, but you're probably right. The, The game came in hot. There's still five heroes behind Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. I, like I said, I, I'm looking forward to it. If if I get a PlayStation Five, great. If if I don't, I could potentially get it on the PlayStation Four. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I I don't know. Chances are, if I get a PlayStation Five, most I'm just gonna play Astrobot. Yeah. I'm that weird guy. You got the <laughs> you got the Astrobot freebie. It's my favorite VR game. Really? On the That's PlayStation. Great. Oh. So. <laughs> 
we're gonna we're gonna get in there and astrobot it up dude that game is joy in a box nothing wrong dude i dude just like you're living you're living your true self that's oh hey i don't here's the great thing right like i said i'm older than a lot of the folks that talk about these kinds of things i don't care i I will tell you straight up i like uh new super lucky's tale uh i like astrobot and i can play those in the same breath that i play doom eternal or whatever your favorite maiming and goring game is but no i i i love it all um I guess we'll see how the Super Mario Brothers All-Stars thing works. I've been following the emulation conversation. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's a great way to put uh, it. Uh, well, it's, I, like, I, you never know because the thing about the internet, right, is that people are, are likely to go to whatever poll they want and just shout yeah. either direction. And so it's like, I, is it the kind of thing that I will even notice? I, I don't know. Yeah. So I have to go look at more fulsome videos. Yeah, for sure. Well, and, you know, okay, that's an interesting thing that you bring up. Um, because along with kind of we're talking about Spider-Man here for a second. I don't know. I don't think he was included. I could be wrong. Well, actually, I think he is in the the PlayStation Plus add-on, their own kind of Games Pass. It's, I don't know that I saw it. Was he not yeah, in there? Saw, what, what, what did I even write down here? Because they went really fast. God of War, Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy 15, yep. Uncharted, Battlefield, Batman, and then it started getting too fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, that's what I was thinking. It was like, if you put Spider-Man, like you said, you kind of do that ultimate edition for, P- for PS5, then yeah. maybe you withhold Spider-Man from that. But if you put him in there, I don't know if that like keeps, you know. I got no idea. Them. Sony's still figuring that out, right? Like, so yeah. So we can skip ahead. The PlayStation Plus collection, I call, I, I, I put a note here that it's Baby Game Pass. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's designed to be a kind of, little game pass and they can use their own games mostly like 80 percent of the games they put were sony games and not like this year's games you didn't see ghost of tsushima you didn't see last of us 2 you didn't see the the really current stuff so (laughs) it's it's not it's not an analog to game pass where microsoft has made this commitment to just put everything they've got in there Mm -hmm. and people would say well that's rick it's because they don't have as much it's like okay all right we can have that conversation too but sony's not putting all their best stuff in day one but if that deal is actually you're going to get a Sony game a year after it releases through PlayStation Plus, that could be pretty attractive. I just don't trust that that's exactly what they're going with. So yeah. it's one of those where Sony hasn't articulated it as well as Xbox did. And you, know, you could talk about marketing. Obviously, we do on my channel a lot about how you can elide things and you can deceive a little bit. But one of the great things that Microsoft has done, regardless of how you feel about Halo Infinite or anything else, is that they've gone for like nine months with specific messages about how they feel about backwards compatibility and smart delivery and things where bare minimum, there would be a political cost to going back on those. Sure, yeah. Sony basically lives in a kind of ambiguous land and says, well, here's PlayStation Plus collection. We're not gonna explain what this is. We're gonna throw up a lot of logos and then we're gonna put an asterisk at the end that says, you get this if you're on PlayStation Plus but only so long as you're subscribed and then nothing else. And then they just go to the next video. It's like, okay, that's fine. And they'll, they'll undoubtedly be a blog post about it. So I don't mean to, I don't mean to criticize. Sony will put one up, Yeah. but um, you know, what does it mean? One of the things we saw with PlayStation now is they put Uncharted 4 in there for like a day. Like it, it was on, it was on PlayStation now for a month or something. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, they're trying to do things that are like, Hey, we're just like them. Don't worry about that. And Will it work? I I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if too if it's like to entice people who were maybe you know Microsoft or Nintendo lovers yeah. for so long, and it's to kind of be like, well, the games you missed, they're part of this if you buy the online. But then the real question for me is, 
is there going to be some sort of price down the line that you know they're going to be like, oh, by the way, it's another four ninety nine ninety nine on top of it. You know what I mean? Because like you can't. No, do no, no. They won't do that. They'll just say whatever that price was for PlayStation Plus. We have a PlayStation Plus collection of games you already own. And now it's eighty. Sure. Because of the value. Yeah, sure. That's that's that. Yeah, exactly. So that's what it's so interesting to me because it's like, okay, it's added on. So it's trying to make me think that if I get the online for Call of Duty on PlayStation Five, sure. there's like more value to that subscription model. But yeah. I just if they keep if they do add things to it eventually, there it will be its own thing, and it will want to because you look at that subscription service for Xbox, and you're like, it's working. So, oh yeah, Game Pass is Game Pass is great. Now, now personally, I, I I describe it as it's my favorite. Indie games I wouldn't have enough faith in to pull the trigger for sure. uh, service. And, and I really love it. I found some great stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's all these games where it's like, oh, I check every week. And it's like, it's got these three random logos. And I'll be like, okay, that one and that one. Uh, and then you find some good stuff. Uh, but I love that. And my father, you know, my father brought me into gaming. You know, we, we had an Intellivision. We had an Atari. We had all this great stuff. He, he's a little bit older now. He doesn't like stay abreast of everything, but we got him an Xbox and a Game Pass. Huh. And he's just like, this is, I just go in there and I pick something and cool. then we play it. And it's like, that that's that's the Phil Spencer dream, right? Yeah. It's a box you put under your TV and you tell it you want some games. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like what like Blockbuster used to be back in the day. You kind of yeah. go on and you just like be like, that looks like a cool box. And then you're just like, I'll just rent it for, you know, a week or whatever and then try it out and be like, oh, this is great. Or, oh, it was horrible. But, you know, it's you don't own it. So you're just kind of like. No, 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 you don't. You don't own it. And it's you get it, you give it a try. And, and that's what really works for for me. Uh, just didn't just because for the most part, even the AAA stuff that they're getting like uh, six months later is stuff I would have bought because yeah. I'm just a I'm a day one sucker. Yeah. I, I paid full freight uh, on on those, uh, and so yeah, it's nice to see whatever you know Red Dead Redemption Two or or whatever you got in there. But that's not going to make a big difference to me. So I like to try the weird stuff yeah. uh, on Game Pass, and that's been worth it for me. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see if PlayStation tries to do the same thing eventually where they kind of they're they're kind of putting all of their like greatest hits uh, from PlayStation 4 in this kind of bundled thing here. And I yeah, wonder if they you know, yeah. start bringing in the other weird stuff cuz like maybe they don't want to muddy cuz well, they I, might put that in now. Like they've got they've got an, they've got too many brands of this now, right? Yeah. So I mean they they got to figure out what to do with now against the PlayStation Plus collection. I, it'll be interesting to watch. I love business stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. It's totally fascinating. But I just thought, I was like, okay, we're talking about this and like the whole Mario kind of uh, thing coming up. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like we need to bring this up right now while we're talking about it. But anyway, sure. um, so obviously a few other games. This was like a 45 minute thing. It felt, yep. I I really like the length. I just want to talk about this for a second. I like the length yep. and I like the fact that I can remember most of it. Jeff yep. Healy did a great job with the one night live thing, but it was two hours and I barely remember any of it. I was like, there's so much here. I like, thought it was an hour. That's the funny joke because I had taken an hour out to watch some of it. I thought it was an hour and it just kept going. And and that was rapid fire. That was like, that was like three minute trailers. Yes. Like as many as your eyes could take. Yeah, that was. I, don't know, I think there's probably a dozen games on this one, and that that does work better, I think. Yeah, well, and the funny thing is that one wrapped up with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and a lot of it was pretty much the demo we had seen before. And I was oh, thinking right. maybe we're gonna see more of that here because I was trying to sell like more of the immediate future. But I was saying also too before the show, I really think like PlayStation Four and most of the consoles nowadays, it's selling you on the inevitability. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, they had that teaser trailer at the top, right? Where you got Ratchet, you got Hitman, you got, it's like, this is, this is the fun you're going to be having for the next seven years. Yep. It's like, well, okay. Um, And, and hey, 
Uh, I think Ratchet and Clank will be a lot of fun. Uh, It doesn't bother me that they didn't make a a bigger appearance here. Uh, But there were some interesting choices in the rest of the list. For sure. Well, that's the thing, too. Again, if if Miles Morales doesn't exist and, like, it was a launch title, I'm sure, like, Ratchet would have been more like, hey, it's a launch title for PlayStation 5. Oh, yeah, big blowout. How many many PlayStations has Insomniac launched? Uh, I seem to remember getting Resistance uh, with the PlayStation 3. That's true. That's yeah. true. And it's also, somebody brought this to my attention the other day. I didn't realize this, but um, Infamous 2, Second Son, started PlayStation 4, and the Ghost of Sushi uh, kind of ended it for Sucker Punch. So it's Gosh. like they seem to get certain groups to be like, all right, you're going to launch a thing here, and then by the time you make that next one, it's going to be the end I'm of it. I'm so happy for Sucker Punch. You know, I loved Sly Cooper, but like Ghost of Tsushima is something else. Oh my goodness. It's just so, like, I just... You know what? I've I've said this before because they've talked about it. Just side note. I'm sorry. This is a tributary of the river that is a conversation. But, sure. Uh, basically, with ghosts, what they said like was that they were looking at maybe doing like a pirate thing or like a musketeer sure. thing or something. Guys, go do that, please. Because I love Ghost of Tsushima so <laughs> yeah, much. Take all those. I don't want you to do like you could do it again. Become the new Ubisoft. Just go do these things whenever you have the time. Just take as much time as you want. Because I was like, you killed this. I don't know if I want another Samurai game for so long. Because this one felt so, like, I felt so at peace. I was like, yes. That's true. Like It's its own story. Yeah. It's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. We don't need to go to Mongolia. Maybe do some DLC. You know, you're doing the co-op thing. That's great. But just, like, if you want to do Musketeers, make the best Musketeer game that's ever been made. And just be like, yep, we have no competition. Just be like... Ah, like that I, would be so good. Ugh. I like your plan. They have to do that after another six Sly Coopers, though. I need, I need some more Dude, Sly Coopers. Sly Cooper is such an underrated. Yes, it's an underrated like group. Vision style bring forward of Sly Cooper. Yes, I would love to go back. I haven't played those in so long. Those were games I was renting from Blockbuster back in the day, and I remember really enjoying them. There's some, there's something so cool about the Sly Cooper games, and the fact that like the interesting thing was more about just like getting away with stealing something as opposed yeah, to just, like heist. killing a bunch of people. They were heists. They were great. I was playing them in law school. So, you know, different dude, state. Cool. Dude, that's, that's <laughs> a, dude, you're like sitting there and you're like, all right, so if Sly did this, how many years would we put him away for? You know, <laughs> would, well, that would was my mean? life, man. Reading cases and then getting to the late part of the night and, and closing the shades and playing. God, what was I playing? I was playing Sly Cooper and NFL Street. Dude, nice. Uh, <laughs> That's I almost great. missed a property exam for beating, what was it? Final Fantasy X, like into the night? Oh, like nice. Along those lines. Dude, oh, ten, So good. Oh, <laughs> brings back memories. I love ten so much. Ten's like my favorite, my personal favorite. Ten's so sad. It's super sad. It's, <laughs> if, you love, if you love summons, it's, also, it's the greatest but worst game ever. Because, oh, man, that ending. You're like, no, I have to do what? And they're like, you yeah, have to. And I'm so like, sad. oh, my gosh. Ten, though. Oh, my gosh. I never played ten two though, so. You know, yeah, I think 10 is happier. You're pop singer. You're, okay, yeah, see, there you go. Maybe <laughs> I should play 10 too. It seems like everybody's happier there. Uh, but yeah, um, sorry, we were talking about Sucker Punch and stuff, but uh, like launching these kind of things with Insomniac and which uh, Resistance bringing that up. Where's like, I don't know if we'll ever, will we ever really see Resistance again? I don't know. I think Insomniac has, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective, they, they are the Spider Man studio for yep. a decade. Yep. I mean, like, the, the problem with killing it as well as they did. Is yeah. like that's what they're gonna do. Spider Man was off the charts, their best game ever. Yeah. Um. And it's uh, it, they'll do Spider Man too. I liked your conspiracy theory about maybe Miles Morales is longer than I think, uh, because they just didn't want to put a two on it. Um. I hey, I that's the first time I've heard that. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna live with that, hoping that it's really long, nice like uh, broad game. Um. But 
yeah, clearly the end of Spider-Man 2018, no spoilers, but it, it's clearly leading up to more Peter Parker stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, I look forward to that, but like that's going to be Insomniac. I, I don't know their size anymore. Uh, you know, we're going to, the next one we're going to talk about is Black Ops Cold War. I, you know, I can talk about my brother now here. My brother worked at Insomniac. Uh, he worked on uh, Cracking Time. Oh, cool. Um, so I, I actually have in my office uh, a giant statue of Captain Quark uh, that was available at the Insomniac store. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. No, he, 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 got, some, he got some nice swag. Um, but uh, it was at that point they had like a couple teams. I don't, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. My, my brother, bless his heart, is the most um, – Fervent defender of his non-disclosure obligations in the world. Good. Activision, Bobby Kotick, if you are listening to this, <laughs> when we talk about Black Ops Cold War, I want you to know my brother Tom didn't tell me anything. <laughs> anything at all. And I would submit the leaks that would come out and be like, I, they say it's in like the 80s. Hey, it, it's, it says Cold War or whatever. He'd be like, okay, interesting. Uh, and, uh, so I'm finally allowed to say that he's working on it at high moon, that high moon is a part of the team that's making cold war, which is pretty exciting, uh, to get to say, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's been all over the place and I, I'm looking forward to, to the new ratchet and clank. I'm looking forward to the new, uh, black ops. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. Well, that's the thing I was going to, I brought, I was thinking about this earlier. A lot of people were talking about the potential that maybe Microsoft was going to kind of win back that. There's this kind of weird deal that I think some game people, game enthusiasts know about where... Game enthusiasts, I like it. Yeah, I, I prefer that over gamer because gamer. I, something about gamer kind of has never worked I never liked me. hardcore gamer. Hardcore like, gamer, yeah. yeah. particularly hardcore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if, if I watch a movie, I'm not a viewer. I'm like a film buff or a film enthusiast. Anyway. Movier. Exactly. I'm a hardcore movier, okay? Um, I love Jurassic Park. Anyway. That sounds so, like a good channel name. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I'm launching a second one. Don't take it from me, Rick. Um, All right. But uh, so with this Call of Duty stuff, it's always interesting to see who at the kind of the beginning of a console generation is going to get like the new stuff first. Because that for a long time, since like 360 era has been kind of like... You know, okay, it seems like there's you know, money going back and forth and kind of trying to to gain that group because they those games, they always sell so well, usually. And uh, the, the Black Ops games definitely carry a certain kind of love in them. I know I played a lot of Black Ops 1 way back in the day. So seeing Black Ops kind of pop back up and go through all the iterations it has is interesting to me. And seeing this today, it felt more like this was the reason for to keep the people who are playing Call of Duty right now on PlayStation 4 to keep, you know, getting or get a PlayStation 5, you know, like, I mean, like to keep it in the family of PlayStation. Well, like the, they announced multiplayer exclusive yes, alphas and exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not so much the cinematic stuff, which is fine, even though yeah. like I, we've, we've just seen so many, you know, it's just, it's Call of Duty stuff. And like the, I was just watching him like, yeah, he's immune to bullets. It's fine. Like he's just going to run up and stab a guy and then shoot the same guy in the face. It's Call of Duty. That's what I, did, does, I got know? it. Yeah, and so uh, for me, I've just seen so many Call of Duty cinematics, but I think that was still another thing in PlayStation's kind of like, all right, this is one of our weapons. We want to keep it. It served us well during our PlayStation 4. We want to keep it, hopefully, into PlayStation 5. I don't know. What did you think of it? Of the actual trailer? Sure. I, you know, I, I want it to be great. Um, obviously, I got family working on it. Family. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same place as you, which is like... I. 
I, I wasn't even really paying attention to it that much because <laughs> one, Call of Duty campaigns are short enough. I, I don't yeah. need to see any action sequences. I, to be frank, I did a little bit of the same thing with Spider-Man. I, I kept track of, okay, it's Spider-Man jumping around. Yep. But, uh, you know, I still I still hold it against Sony that they put the cut scene that was, I don't even know, four-fifths of the way through Spider-Man 2018 at E3. Uh, yeah. And we're just constantly waiting for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it looked good. Um, it's, it's, again, it's hard to tell on, on YouTube, but like, I, I think you'll, you'll get some nice frames. It'll be fun. I, it'll be nice to have a campaign. Yeah. Um, I didn't play modern warfare, uh, which I'm, I'm told that a number of people liked, uh, but I didn't play that one. And so my last iteration was the black ops without the campaign. Sure. Um, so it'll be nice to jump into that. I play more of that than multiplayer, not cause I don't like multiplayer, but call of duty is a bit twitchy for me. Yeah. Um, just, uh, I don't have the capability, maybe never did, uh, but can't stay alive very long in call of duty. Uh, so probably won't play a ton of that. Uh, but it looked, it looked call of duty ish. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. And I know they showed off some of the, or they're talking about the war zone stuff because that's kind of their you know, yeah. persistent battle Royale thing. And I was kind of surprised. I thought we'd get a little bit more of that because the, the thing I feel bad about with the call of duty campaigns and stuff i i really respect the budget and the time they put into them and that they still make them because there was one a few years ago where they like didn't do a campaign and people were like are we not doing campaigns anymore but they're still doing them but the fact that people blow through it in like a weekend and it's just like this amazing like it's like a six or eight hour movie that's like really high budget that you control but it's done like you get done with it and you're not like oh we should go play that level again it's like no we're we're playing team deathmatch or we're you know battle royale and stuff now it's like a netflix series it launches you binge it it's over yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. They should start doing what Amazon Prime does. They'll just release the first three hours of the campaign, and then every week you have to check back in for another hour of the campaign. Hey, I, I would. I, I try to tell Activision like they don't want this, but it's like I would pay thirty dollars for the Call of Duty campaign in the box. Like that's more than you've allocated to it in resources. But like that's what I care about. Yeah. Or if you want to do like a campaign in zombies, I you know I get get up to forty, yep. maybe forty five. I mean, we can start talking about this Activision. The problem is your package in Call of Duty is not all things that I like yeah. um, or, or that I'm good at or that I enjoy playing. So it's it's one of those where like, I like campaign, I like zombies. And you know, you sell the season pass to me in Call of Duty land. And if I want to play those next zombies maps, I have to essentially pay a huge amount of money for multiplayer maps that I, I don't it's, I don't want. Exactly. Yeah, no, totally. And I think you make a really good point there because it would be interesting to see them, you know, deviate and make some kind of weird off shot thing like that because it probably would still sell pretty well because there's a lot of people out there who I think still enjoy the campaigns but are like that or just don't have the time they want to pour into it where they're like, I'm going to play Battle Royale for 20 hours and maybe win a couple times. Like, that's not what I want to do, you know, or whatever. If you just released a remastered campaign set, you know, I've loved what they've been doing with the modern warfare. You did, you know, infinite or advanced or whatever you want to do. You put those together. That's a package I would buy, but the the call of duty package, this is, you know, I've talked to my brother about this. It's like, "Ah, I'm glad you're working on it. Obviously one of the biggest games in the world, but like, uh, I'll buy it. And it's not my favorite. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the other thing, too, that's interesting about these types of shows is they kind of always allude to other shows now because every kind of bigger developer has their own, like, kind of dedicated show for it now. So they'll be like, we're excited to show you more about zombies or whatever, but at a later date on our own terms, kind of like when they can, you know, control the day a little bit more. So we didn't really they didn't really show too much more of some of that stuff that maybe people really wanted to see more of. And I could be completely wrong. They may have shown some of this stuff, but it was very much like a Morse coming. They've been pretty tight-lipped on, on Cold War. Um, they've been pretty tight-lipped, but no, I, I think it looked good. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, I agree with you, too. I'm just like, it looks fine. It looks like exactly kind of what I expected it to be. I just want Ronald Reagan as a playable character. That's all I want. That was great the cut scene, Come man. On. That was, that's a heck of a Ronnie. Yeah, for like, sure. Oh, wow. Okay. We're doing this now. Dude, swinging for the fences. They're like, all right, so no more Kevin Spacey. We're doing Ronald Reagan. We're going to do, like, an impersonation of it, too, which I was thinking about this. They must have had to go through his estate and everything, too. To, like, I would think. You know yeah, what I mean? If you want like, the virtual legality aspect... See, now you're thinking like me, which is every time I see one of those things, it's like, all right, what licenses went into play here? Yeah, uh, yeah so you got likeness and publicity. Yeah. Uh, he's a public figure, but in all honesty, if you didn't want to get, even if you could legally do it, and I'm not sure you could, but even if you could, you wouldn't want the backlash of the estate saying, how dare you desecrate his name? So you'd go get that permission. Yes. I can't. I can't imagine they didn't. Yeah, for sure. Well, Rick, you've changed me. What can I say? Uh, I like look at these things. I'm like, hmm, 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 hmm. And I also think like if you were that voice actor, that actor in general, it's like, oh, man, like they'll obviously credit you for it. But you got to do a good enough job so people aren't like, you know, finding you. And they'll be like, did you play? Oh, I thought that cutscene was great. Yeah, I think it was yeah, it was, it was great. It was crazy. I <laughs> joked about this too. There have been so many Call of Duties, and because they keep alternating every year, they yeah. always change up the villains because the villains usually die. But then I only know like maybe one or two of the protagonists from like one of them. So when they introduce <laughs> these characters or show them off again, they'll be like, oh my gosh, such and such is back. I'm like, I don't remember that person. I'm so you, sorry. You and me both. You and me both. Because yeah, I, I feel the same way with like the modern warfare and everything. I was like, oh, this guy with the mustache is back. I was like, I, you know. I, I hate to sound bad, but they don't really have names to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember whether Soap died. Does it Soap and Rice? That's the two I know. <laughs> That's you know, I know. And, and, and with Black Ops, it's like, yeah, there's the one guy with the dude from Avatar goes crazy. <laughs> and there's a Russian who thinks he's American or the other way around. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what? Just put in the campaign. I'm ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just have some, I just, there's like one in Black Ops where you're jumping across rooftops and it's raining at night and you're like dual wielding guns. I was like, that was a cool level. I was like, yeah. more of that kind of stuff. I love See, how, I, Yeah. This is why I actually like the one-offs. Like, I think my favorite Call of Duty from last generation is actually Infinite. Oh, really? And like, I know it didn't sell anything. Like, everybody, it, like, it didn't sell to the mass market. But Infinite Warfare had so much money put at it. And it's like, just a... A little taste of Colony Wars. It's a one-off. You get to fight Jon Snow. It's a good time. <laughs> exactly. See, that's the thing. It stayed with you. So yeah. hear that Activision. Just bundle all of your campaigns. I really would. I really would get that. that. I wouldn't be. That would be kind of cool. Like a remaster. Well, I should say we're moving away from remasters. And they're not going to remake these things. But if they if they chunked all those campaigns together, that would be yeah. kind of cool. I would be interested in that, honestly. Well, I, the thing is, right, we're talking about hard drives that are going to have yeah. capacity constraints. Yep. Well, like one of the things with Call of Duty is like Modern Warfare is whatever it is now, uh, you know, 200 gigabytes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's like Activision, we're coming to a place where it's, we're not even talking about money or even time necessarily. It's like, I got to allocate this 800 gigs that I've got. So yeah, if I'm not playing multiplayer, I would like to maybe keep zombies and single player on my system. But if that's not a choice, I'm kicking it all. Yeah. And so if you've got monetization, if you want my engagement for some reason, which you probably do, you need to start thinking about things that I can do to break up your group here. Yeah, for sure. Like choosing which ones when you install it on day one, they give you like campaign, multiplayer, yeah. battle rounds, zombies. Like well, I like choose that a little bit, right? Like yeah. you say, start with single player, start with multiplayer, yeah. like where you can jump into. I want to be like, okay, so I beat the campaign. I'm not going to play that for a year uh, if I revisit it. So just you can you can cut that off. I don't need those textures. Yeah. And then, you know, do the next thing. But 
We're not there yet. That's Someday. A, that's a great idea, though. I, I like that one a lot, Rick. That's a good one. Oh, that's cool. I just need the space. That's my problem. <laughs> it's the space. That's why a long time ago I got my external hard drive for Xbox One, and I didn't look back because I was just like, I'll just download whatever. Well, I, I, I don't know whether they're going to throw up. See, I, I like the external hard drives. I don't know whether these new systems are going to throw up on not having an SSD. So, like, I don't know that I can afford an external SSD to put on these things. That's true. So, that's it'll be... It'll be interesting. I heard there was something about like a for the Xbox One X, like you could plug in an external like one terabyte or something like SSD. I could be wrong on that. I could be completely off on that. So I'm still looking into that because that's a consideration for a lot of people because these games, you're right. They take up a lot of space, especially your Call of Duties or like your Red Dead Redemptions. I've got a friend who's got like if both of those are installed on his original recipe Xbox One, he's like, I can't have other games on here. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I think my biggest installs are Witcher 3 and Final Fantasy 7. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, yeah. Gosh, yeah, Witcher Three. That's a that's another big game. And Final Fantasy Seven, man. Oh, man, yeah, definitely. Okay, um, but still, th- these are all considerations we're making. Call of Duty. This is what not what we should be thinking about when the next Call of Duty <laughs> comes up. Is what we're trying to say. So, guys, figure it out. Thank you. Uh, you know, courtesy of Jimmy and Rick here. Uh, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> I try not to get my brother fired. Exactly. No, keep him. He's great. He he worked at Insomniac. Isn't that amazing? He's got a great resume. This guy. Yeah, he does. Um, so He's okay. Been, yeah. What? I forget what came after. Was it Resident Evil 8? Yeah, Village. Village, yes. Crazy Witch Lady and a, and a Woods. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is very different than the crazy... Well, I, well, they're not witch, but they're kind of the mutant family that was in 7. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly going for the 7 vibe. Yeah. I, the thing is, like, I like 7. It's interesting, because Resident Evil is a series that has evolved and morphed a couple times now. So they're clearly in their... I, I don't even know. Grimy, Blair Witchy... <laughs> yeah uh type type mode and i really liked biohazard i really liked seven that's one of the most intense vr experiences that i ever had you played it in vr rick oh i did oh my gosh you're a madman i love it i i, I did there's something about people just kind of appearing in your actual field of vision using that some of the some of that stuff is just crazy yeah um but uh like i really like that watching village i will undoubtedly like it but i, I think i prefer I don't know if it's comic booky or, or heightened. I, I prefer the original recipe Resident Evil. Sure. So I really like the two re, the two remake. I really like the three remake. I'd love to see Code Veronica remake. Yes. Um, you know that, that that kind of campy, over the top, colorful, mad scientists are experimenting on the citizens of the city uh, is my Resident Evil. Yeah. And I, that's not taking away anything from this, but this is more like, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'll play. I'll play Resident Evil Eight. But it goes into the bucket in my head. It's like, okay, so that's like Outlast uh, yeah. or you know, something creepy uh, in a way that isn't the Resident Evil that I grew up with. You know, I mean, sure. in some, to some extent, you know, this is what you played when you were a teenager, right? I remember buying Resident Evil in one of those big cardboard boxes, whenever that was, 95. Um, and I had played before that Alone in the Dark. Um, and I loved Alone in the Dark on the 3DO, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody knows the 3DO. Um, and, uh, so when Resident Evil came out, that was a revelation. Like that was just so awesome. I played through both campaigns, had just a great time. Love that game to death, Jill sandwich and all. And, um, so I, eight is going to be good. It is going to be good. Yeah. It, it doesn't get that same kind of love and affection that like, I even, I really like the Resident Evil three remake, even though I know a number of people say it's not the same game. I, I, I liked the flow of the remake better than the old game. So, sure. you know. Did, did you feel like it was worth the full price? Because I know that was something that a lot of people were sticking on for three. It didn't bother me. That okay. actually goes back to the kind of I'm okay with shorter games. Sure. Um, so I don't know what it took me in a first run. Eight, eight and a half, maybe? Okay. 
something like that. Okay. Um, I'd have to go look, but yeah, it, it, it was okay. And it was, it was, to me, it was pretty close to all killer, no filler. Like sure. you're, you're just constantly doing big things. Um, and so that's distinct from like, I love, you know, Dragon Quest, but you're going to sit down and you're going to play three hours of grinding to get to the next village. Yep. Like, that's fine. I like that. I enjoy that process. That's a little different than you're constantly running from your life from a big monster and yes. like buildings are falling down uh, and, and things. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a different experience. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Uh, and for me, a lot of people know this. I'm just a big scaredy cat, so I'm not picking up eight. Uh, I <laughs> respect that it exists. I'm glad that people like it. I think right. if you're a Resident Evil fan, they're doing the remakes of all the ones you love, except for Code Veronica. Uh, they're they're doing this new thing. So they're, they're tag teaming it, but they're doing you know, two very different takes on Resident Evil. One seems to be more of like what you were saying, kind of like that old school, more like, you know, over the top. And this one's yeah. more like if it were you and it were kind of more realistic in a sense, how you would react to that situation. But yes, it's designed to put you in a real space. Exactly. And yeah, you know, if you're a scaredy cat, then I, I think you got to do a stream. It would be a great video to, for you to put the VR helmet on. To get into Biohazard, I have a buddy of mine who's just a, a, a good dude and had to, like, pause Flash through various scenes screaming like a girl. Sure. Yep. And it was great. Yeah. It was great. Who doesn't love that? I've thought about doing that. The only problem is, Rick, we, okay, not only would it be a space thing, I think I would just be vomiting everywhere the whole time. Sure. Because uh, the, there's some, like, VR games like Beat Saber that I'm like, perfect, this game is great for it. Yeah. But the ones that I have to move in, like, an actual 3D space, that's yeah. where I was, and I'm not physically moving, I'm like, it takes a little while to get used to. And if I had to run no, from that. somebody, I'd be like, so I'm impressed, dude, that you made it through. That's so fantastic that you got oh, through no, that. I would oh, not, I would not be able to do that. I, I would be like, oh my gosh, but I respect it. And that reminds me, I need to go back and play Dead Space. I'm, I want to go back and play Dead Space for a stream because they're they're fun they're fun games to to watch me be afraid of. Uh, but those Are games- Are you afraid of just the jump out of closet things or also like the existential stuff? Because I love Soma. Okay, sure. I, you know what? I would probably say it's more of the jump scary stuff that gets me. The existential stuff can creep me out. I think um, something like PT, I did play that a little while ago. Um, that did a great job of just doing something like it, it would jump out at you sometimes, but also it'd be like, it's the thought of a thing that could be there or was there and it's not there. Like that kind of yeah, stuff. That's like, the reason yeah. PT is famous is because it just had everybody on lockdown on that. Like nobody can, nobody could play that demo the first time. That, that was I, I was showing that to everybody yeah. and everybody freaked out. I put the headset on them. Yeah. Oh, no, and, thank you. Uh, oh yeah. No, everybody, PT, you're, you're, you're well within your rights to be, to be concerned about PT, <laughs> but yeah, Soma, I give highest marks to okay. a lot of really interesting philosophical existential dread oh. stuff in Soma. Excellent. Um, and so highly recommend it. Not a lot of jumping out at you. Sure. Okay, um, cool. So Yeah, I know I, my joke to some people who are that way. I'm like, oh, so you're just like a masochist, right? Like, I'm like, I already have enough problems in my life. I don't want to do my escapism into a worse life. And I'm like, oh, my God, uh, that's like, fair. My, I have to kill my wife or whatever. Like, what, what uh, happened to her? Um, it's like, yeah, oh, that's man. fair. And like, it freaks me out. But it looks like she's kind of back, but maybe not. Who knows? It looks like she's kind of back. Yeah, that's the good description of it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like one of those things where I'm like, I'm not really sure. But either way. You saw that in the trailer to Village. Looks like she's kind of back. Yeah, you're put it on the back of the box, Capcom. You're welcome. I'm happy to help. Um, yeah, I. but Capcom's really been going nuts lately. Uh, and between that and then the biggest thing from the show for me personally 
which I'm not usually crazy about remakes, or, or I should say more remasters and things like that, which they put out a very funny blog post on Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. I want to touch yeah. on it briefly. Uh, they even put a picture of like the ray tracing. So they have like a picture. And they're like, this is what it looks like on PS5. This is what it looked like on PS4 to like show that it didn't look great on the PlayStation 4. Like one of the windows didn't look super good with like that, like the <laughs> lack of that. I was like, this is so funny to be like, I remember that last one. It didn't look so good. So you want to want to buy this new one. But it's for $40. Uh, it introduces a few new modes to the game. Which doesn't really matter to me. But my boy Virgil is finally showing up and it's a big deal to me. The thing <laughs> is, apparently, and I read this and this is what I'm going to do. I think they're just going to release Virgil as standalone DLC down the line. Because I don't want to like rebuy this game that's only like a year yeah. and a half old. So for me, that's what I'm going to do. But I just, I love Virgil so much and I was so saddened that he wasn't playable in the game. Even though people found ways to break into the code of the game and play as him in the original game, like on PC. And stuff. Like, he's in the game. He's in the game. He's just like, they were like, no, he's not. And I was like, well, are you guys going to release him as like DLC? And they're like, we're not doing any more DLC for this game. And I'm like, but why don't I know he's in the, why would you do this to me? Like I, am one of your diehard fans, I'm like, you, you guys help me out here. So uh, I was just excited that he's showing up uh, because he's one of my favorite video game characters of all time. But for okay. a lot of people, I think it's, it was the most niche thing in the whole conference that was well, great you know it's always nice when you get what you want yeah well it's like again i wish you would have just been there originally and i also like wanted co-op and stuff but i'm a dreamer rick i'm always dreaming of co-op because i always have this dream of like if i could clone myself and play a game i think that'd be best because when i do co-op with most of the people <laughs> i love very dearly it does not go the way i wish it would but uh, uh yeah i mean that's <laughs> often the way isn't it you know what i mean it's like yeah. nothing against them i love you guys but seriously you're driving me nuts but i highly recommend checking your relationships with overcooked uh it is an excellent barometer of how strong your 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 relationships are i did play that uh recently with a friend who i've like i think it made us better friends i good you know, see that was it was good i've heard a lot of people do that with like um like a romantic partner and they're like all right let's just see how we can do this like you know, it's just like oh well, we had the whole squad i had my wife and my two kids oh really we were, uh, we were working on it we fantastic on you got your own like little chef truck situation you, know, you just like, gotta be really careful to not scream at your youngest daughter it's uh <laughs> And just she's sitting just like 20 years from now just sitting in the psychologist's yeah, office exactly she's like, my dad used to get the burger bun on the plate yeah it's like, it was, and she's like well i don't remember you ever working out like a diner and she's like no no yeah. no, we're playing overcooked and I'm like well, yeah. what's overcooked um no yeah they love it that's they love great it. uh but anyway so for me i was excited to see that pop up and again i made that joke when we saw the puddle at first i'm like this it says capcom but it might just be insomniac with their ray tracing puddles so uh but it wasn't that it wasn't that you know um but uh, another thing I was hoping to see, because Capcom is kind of everywhere right now, I was hoping to see Monster Hunter World 2 stuff. We didn't. There's some kind of um, rumors floating around that they might be making a different Monster Hunter that's coming to Switch coming up here soon, besides the one that they just had on Switch a little while ago. So I'm really interested to see all that. I just want World 2. I just want World 2, because I think that sure. game is incredible. One of the best games I've ever played. I've dumped more hours into that game than pretty much most relationships I've ever had. Um, so <laughs> well, you saw Monster, Monster, Monster Hunter World is in the PlayStation Plus collection. So that yeah. can be the kind of thing that leads into uh, you know, a sequel announcement. So exactly. That's why it gives me that game pass. Like you said, the game pass mini vibe. When I saw that pop up, I was like, oh, okay, they really like, it's like the, the greatest of PlayStation four, but also like this cross platform, like, yeah. you know, Batman. Yeah. Batman's here. <laughs> when, when Delson Rowe smashed into the ground, Batman came out of it. We all remember hey. it. Like it was a great gaming moment for us all. Um, 
Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember what came after like Village and Devil May Cry. Well, this is the, this is the smorgasbord. So we had we had Death Loop, which was interesting. Yeah, you know, that got pushed for a couple quarters. We had Soul Storm. We had yeah. my personal wild card of the presentation: Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh my gosh! Which uh, I don't know who had who had that on their bingo card for the PlayStation Five showcase. Wow. Um, and then I think you know the last big thing before essentially the teaser for Ragnarok outside of Fortnite. Yes, Gosh. Sony paid $250 million for this. <laughs> Fortnite will be on the PlayStation 5. Thank goodness. Was the, the big long clip of Demon Souls. Yes. Um, which, you know, it's interesting, like the way memory works. I, I played Demon Souls when it came out. Demon Souls remake now looks like what we expect a Souls game to look like now. Yeah. Give or take. And so it's it's one of those where it's like, yeah, I mean, that's what Demon Souls look like. You could absolutely look at those two screens and be like, oh, no, Demon Souls never looked like that. But yeah, it does what it says on the tin. That's clearly Demon Souls uh, brought up to kind of a modern look. Yeah. Uh, so now the world might be mended. Will be in my head for like the next seventy-two hours. Uh, but yeah, it looked it, it looked good. Uh, when that comes out is is a question. I know some people were reporting that it was potentially a launch game. I don't know. I yeah, I heard that it was actually going to be a launch game. From what my legionnaires tell me, they say that it's going to be a launch game. But still, that's something that you think they would have put in. It wasn't confirmed, so you always have to take those with like a like that exactly. might one might be coming in really hot, really hot. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm kind of confused too because it's like if that were the case, you think they would have said in the show like yeah, oh you'd yeah, Spider Man, Demon Souls, yeah. show off your rays. We're tracing yeah. them all. <laughs> exactly. Day. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, I was like, I, I knew what it was. And, you know, kudos to Bluepoint. They, they did such a great job. But oh, yeah. when I look at this, because there's been so many Souls competitors out there. And for the people uh -huh. who played Demon Souls way back in the day, they you look at this and you say, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, this is what I yeah. remember. But because there's been so many, for me, if someone weren't to have told me that this was Demon Souls, I'd be like, oh, this looks like a Souls game of like, you know, it looks mm -hmm. like another one of those Souls games kind of. Yeah, not even in Souls. Kind of a Bloodborne-y vibe yeah. a little bit more than the original had. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, we're just coming off what Mortal Shell came out a month ago. Yeah. I mean, so so that's been a popular kind of genre that people have been enjoying. Demon Souls is like the, the godfather of it. Um, so, I mean, I think it'll be cool. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's hard. Like, I think there's some stuff to be excited about, but a remake of Demon Souls and a Spider-Man expansion is an interesting launch. Yes. Oh, for sure. And I'm also interested in the exclusivity of it because for a while it's been, yes, it's exclusive to PlayStation 5 and stuff, but there might... That's be. what I should dive into the licenses too, because my yeah. recollection from the original was like Demon's Souls was half funded by Sony. Yes. And that's the reason they made Dark Souls is because they couldn't... Right. So Dark Souls was a swap out yeah. of the concept, but I don't remember the details. So nobody hold me to that. Yeah. There's not legal opinions yeah. <laughs> here exactly. on the podcast. Yeah, but I'm, uh, I'm interested to see yeah. if that's the case. My recollection was from had to break out from Demon Souls a little bit because Sony had some rights in it. Yeah. Um, so if that is the case, then it's going to be limited to Sony and maybe PC. I mean, you could see a couple announcements that like maybe Sony's trying to figure out about what they're going to put on PC. They're they're clearly playing around with how that works with yep. Horizon and patching and making sure everything is tip top over there. But yeah, I mean. I, I thought it was a good presentation. I think you were absolutely right to be like, it's the right number of games. It's yeah. 40 minutes. It's 45 minutes. Uh, it finishes off with, you know, the, the big information that everybody wanted. The fact that these consoles, four of them are launching within two days of each other is hilarious. Yes. Um, and then you throw on for me, I love my quest. And I was really thinking strongly about getting the Oculus quest two that they announced today. Mm -hmm. Cause that looks really great. Oh, cool. Uh, I don't, 
I don't, I don't, I don't think I have the resources for all of that. Sure. Uh, but uh, you, you think about all that stuff releasing. I think Nvidia is releasing their new cards like that month. Yeah, uh, it's coming a quickly. Big tech, a uh, couple of weeks, and that's that's fun. It's been a long year. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's nice. Video games actually have been pretty good about still releasing interesting things at least once a month. Yeah. And that's been nice for somebody that loves movies and things as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports. Uh, you know, I, I've, I'm a big Michigan Wolverine fan. I, I Football has been gone. Basketball was ended early. E3 didn't exist. Summer blockbusters are gone. It's uh, It's been nice to get that Last of Us 2 in June and Ghost of Tsushima in July and Avengers sure. in September. Um, and so I, gaming's done its job, uh, for, for this, for this tough year. Uh, and I think the PlayStation showcase continued that. I think it's going to be an exciting November. I I don't know that my TV stand can actually place the <laughs> enormous Xbox refrigerator yep. or the PlayStation five UFO. Yep. We'll see. Uh, I actually have to do some measurements. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the pictures of those things. But I they're, have. they're massive. They're massive. <laughs> They're huge. I saw that, like, the little kits they were sending out to people, like the plastic ones. They're kind of, like, yeah. holding them up and, like, showing them off. I was like, what? Oh, my God. You need to send one of those to me so I can be like, how? Uh, let me configure the space first. Like, give me, like, a preload for my Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> it's like you're going to start making, like, garage space for these things. You're like, I just I, need, like, a super long HDMI cable. What do, what do we got yeah. here, guys? Like, <laughs> No, so it, it'll be cool. I love this stuff. I love this hobby. I love this industry, obviously. And and it's it's fun to have them launching identically i don't know that we've ever done that before yeah um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how it's perceived everything will sell out you know in the early stages the question is quarter one is quarter two uh how things go from there i'm really really interested in series s versus discless yep like sony really brought that one in tight to the s and i think microsoft had a good plan but you know, they really had to lower the the specs yep. of the S. And the fact that the PlayStation 5 discless is just discless, so it's otherwise a PlayStation 5, I look at that and say, well, if I'm close on that question, if I'm in a store, $100 for a full-featured system is a pretty easy sell yeah. to me. Yeah, for sure. Totally. I, I, I hear you. And that's the that's the really curious thing about all this, because, again, we're we're consumers, obviously, but consumers that do watch this sort of thing. Yeah, we love this stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're interested to see like the the models and like how many how many sell and like what's kind of the consensus. And it's also really fascinating to ask people who aren't watching this stuff, who know some of the information and don't have all of the information and just like what like brand they have loyalty to or if they're just kind of like no i'm yeah. completely i'm a mercenary i'll go wherever you know the best stuff is so yeah that stuff for me is a lot of fun because i talk to so many people who are not as informed and i'm like oh like okay like i'm just i'm curious to hear what your opinion is you know well that's me too i mean I, to me it's it's looking like my best guess is it's going to wind up being what it is right now for me which is a 1x and a pro sure. basically means that the third parties live best on the 1x mm-hmm. um and sony has all the goodies uh in terms of the first party stuff so i, I think my best guess is that's what will happen again because the Xbox Series X, man, is it hard to remember how to how to talk about these things, yep. is is going to be just a brute force machine. Yeah. Um, and so you see, you know, you see the blog post from UB or Microsoft saying, oh, yeah, Valhalla is going to run 4K 60. No problem. The, the Series X has got it. And it's like, that, uh, that's great. And we'll see on the PlayStation 5, but there's a little bit more tricky programming. And so, um, 
yeah, I think I'll have both boxes eventually, whether that'll be in this year or not. Open question. Depends on a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, it's an exciting time to be in uh, in game industry stuff. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, I do want to ask you this. So are yeah. you going Valhalla and like, do you have any interest in Watch Dogs Legion at all? You know, I keep forgetting it exists. So <laughs> that's probably not a great sign. Um, but I love Assassin's Creed. Um, I think this is the team that did Origins, which okay. I love. Yes. He's doing Valhalla. Uh, some of the stuff that's come out has made me like, oh, I'm not sure about that plan, but I'm, I'm interested to see what they what they do. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Ah, I have such a complicated relationship with Watch Dogs. Sure. Uh, Watch Dogs, the first one, was kind of okay. Watch Dogs 2 was kind of weird. It is weird. Uh, you know, Watch Dogs 2, if you go back and look, it's like when Ubisoft first decided that they weren't going to have linear games so there's just like all of these quest lines that fly in and you can like do them in any which way and so i don't think watchdogs 2 had actually mastered what they wanted to do which they got better at with like far cry mm-hmm. uh, and things like that i'm interested in legion i do fear that rather than feeling like you have access to a thousand characters or whatever it's going to feel like you have none sure. that, that you're just the legion and you have your robots mm-hmm. um and and that could be a concern for longevity but i'd be I mean, they make cool stuff. Uh, a nighttime neon London sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I keep forgetting it exists. That's the God's honest truth. Fair enough. I appreciate that. And that's <laughs> interesting because I am a big Assassin's Creed fan. If you would have been on the show like a little while ago, I used to have a big like, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name from the first Assassin's Creed. Um, Altair. He's a big poster right up here. Hey. And, uh, and I've played through pretty much all of them. But after Odyssey, I think because of the whole like level gating <laughs> thing, I was so grinded out that I was like... Why so you- I adored Odyssey, but you want to talk about a game that can be too long. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I love Odyssey. Odyssey was my game of the year in 2018. Cool. But, oh, my goodness, is that is that a long game? I just It reminded me so much of, like, how I know so many people got angry at the old combat system of Assassin's Creed. But yeah. there's something about, like, someone being three levels ahead of me in the RPG systems, especially in Odyssey, and me stabbing at them with a spear for, like, five minutes straight and like still trying to take them down if they hit me once my health would drop like almost to death i was like sure this is horrible and they're like do more side quests and i'm like (sighs) and they're like or or you could pay to uh, move along i'm like you can always do that killing me like you know i was just it was surprising to see that in a single player game but i get it there they're trying to find ways to monetize um games that only in the past people have bought one thing for you know yeah only had to purchase something once so yeah it, it's frustrating but we'll see about valhalla and it's weird because i just wonder if there's any overlap because uh as i kind of messaged you a little while ago it's like they've got that you know legion and this uh, immortals phoenix rising coming out so quickly together and i wonder if it's it's a money thing or if it's just like we need to get these games done and out because last year all they had was coast recon and breakpoint which was not done like so they just well, that's, uh, that's true know. well because like, they all got delayed at the same time sure. right so they all got kicked into 2020 fiscal 2021 i think and uh yeah you're absolutely right i it december 3rd for i will say gods and monsters immortals phoenix rising is such a weird relate release date yeah um you know it's, it's after black friday it's going into christmas I, it looks good. I, I want to be excited about it, but it's 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 a weird day. It's like Ubisoft. Do you have faith in this one? Are you yeah. just trying to squeeze it in? Yeah. Uh, what's the story? 
Yeah, I'm fascinated um, to know. I'm really fascinated to know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, we need to start yeah. wrapping this show up yes. because we're bu- we're busy men, Rick. We got other things to go and you know. To- I honestly, I'm looking at my phone. I got like six client emails, <laughs> That's- which isn't which isn't great, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> well, we'll start to wrap it up then. Just two quick things to end the show with. We're gonna go into the segment that I like to call that we like to call time killers, and we basically right. just want to know, Rick, what have you been killing time with? Movies, games, anything like that. Oh, sure. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm three quarters of the way through my all seasons watch of Top Chef here in 2020 and oh. lockdown. Uh, so so we're in the middle of season 13, which nice. is I'm sure exactly what your viewers want to hear. Uh, no, right. I've been I, I played through Avengers. Um, I played through the main campaign. Uh, I've been playing with Captain America uh, for a little bit in terms of games. I have been uh, hammering away at Ghost of Tsushima. I'm at the tail end of the third act. Oh. Um, so yeah, I really like that act two to act three transition. That oh. was some good, that was some good stuff. Oh, Rick. Oh gosh. I love it. Yeah. So I'm right at the tail end, uh, of that game. So I'm, I'm going to finish that off pretty soon. Otherwise I've kind of been meandering through, um, uh, Xbox game pass stuff. Uh, I had, uh, been playing some sea of thieves with my daughter. My daughter adores sea of thieves. Oh, really? cool. We kind of play in the same room and she directs me and tells me where the Island is that I'm going to and things like that. Cool. Uh, and then on the PC side, I've been playing Crusader Kings three. So I'm, I'm knee deep in a, uh, in a plot to, uh, take over the, uh, Hungarian empire, uh, with my son who was originally married to the third in line to the throne of Hungary. And now, uh, is first in line through some accidents that happened to the other, <laughs> the other members of the Hungarian family line. I don't know. That's anyway, very, very fortunate for my son. That's very um, so no, that, game's a, that game's a kick. Uh, I really like that game, especially after a long work day, uh, because there's a lot of time where you're just going to, you, you, you set your plans in motion and then you kind of watch the map. Um, and so that's, that's a nice game for. I can't really think of 6,000 things right now. And I, I just I just need to put the Crusader Kings on, open the window, and, and sit back a little bit. Sure. Um, that's, that, that's mostly what I've been doing um, is, uh, is, is a smorgasbord uh, of it. those kinds of things. That's fantastic. Well, I hope we can compare notes on Ghost of Tsushima when you are done with it. Because oh, I sure. Because I really love to I'll probably do a post-mortem video. Like, I like that one enough. Um, I don't know. I, there are no guarantees there because I'm just – I have. Epic and Apple just keep filing documents against each other. Sure. Uh, so, you know, we just have to keep up with that. I didn't I didn't cover one of the documents they filed yesterday, and I got, like, people mad at me. <laughs> and I'm like, it's mostly the same as the previous document, but I'll probably cover it tomorrow because, okay. <laughs> you, you've become, like, that Twitch streamer that streams only Minecraft, and one day you didn't stream Minecraft, and everybody's like, what are you doing? And you're like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even, I, I can't even follow this. Where's your video? It's exactly. like, well, I did a video today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you folks. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, so, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Um yeah, I think that's it. That's cool. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. I want to. I'm excited to watch your postmortem on Ghost of Tsushima because it, it was. was I, I loved it, and it's. I think Shameless Plug is one of my greatest reviews I've ever done because I took my time, and it's the greatest review out there. I tell you what, I haven't watched I the other ones because so. I avoid reviews really until I've seen them myself. Yeah, so. I, I, that's the other thing too is I think a lot of people who are gonna like play the games don't want to because there's just been so many times where there's a game it shows something inadvertently or they talk about a thing about it. And you're yeah, like, I can think of half dozen things you could have showed that I would be mad at you about. Exactly. Not 
did. Yeah, but that's, that's why I put the spoilers could... warning on there for everything now. Because if you don't, Rick, then people get really angry at you. And they're like, how you dare you? And I'm like, how dare you? I'm like, I talked about a major mechanic of the game. And they're like, you can't bring that up. It's a spoiler. And I'm like, oh, right. You shouldn't be watching a review then. Sorry. I see, can imagine your mechanic that you talked about. Yeah. Oh, not in this. This was another game. I'll tell you about that sometime. Anyway, um, but we're going to move into the last segment, okay. which is going to be rapid fire community feedback and questions. Rick, these are questions we got from the Legionnaires because they're so excited you're going to be on. So. Okay. This one, let's just do these quick, quick, quick. This one comes in on Twitter from at silversmith underscore MX. He says, just for the sake of adding more stuff, chances Microsoft adds an MMO game developer to their studio lineup. With Game Pass being relatively pricey, it might add more value to the service. Well, I mean, I think the question is, as ever, uh, where's the value? I mean, what's the partner? Sure. Uh, Microsoft is always out there right now, very clearly willing to buy companies willing to go out with acquisition dollars for the right price, the right partner, the right fit. I think to give them full credit, they are clearly, they're spending a lot of money, they're buying a lot of studios, but they're clearly picking folks and studios that they have a good rapport with and that seem to mesh uh, with the the entity that they're trying to put together. So from an MMO perspective, I you know, off the top of my head, I, I don't know who you would get. The biggest MMOs, your World of Warcraft and your Final Fantasy 14, those are obviously already taken. Those are publishers. So you start talking about maybe some of the MMOs that work better or, or that have a bigger presence uh, in, in, in the Eastern countries. Um, you know, the, the I get the names wrong. The Black Dragon, maybe? Oh, Dragon Black, Dragon? oh Black Desert Online. Black Desert Online is one that pops up a bunch. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The other thought was like uh, uh, the Old Republic. That's sure. EA. Um, so I, I think it's it's tricky. I think the better question is, would they birth one from the from the ground up? Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking about would they, too. Would they spend the money to put a team together? And the question there is, MMOs are a huge time commitment. They're a huge labor uh, commitment, very expensive, and you've got a big failure rate on them. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think so. Yeah. I think Microsoft is moving into the service model, and they need content, yes, and MMOs can give that but they're probably going to continue to move into licensing and smaller companies before MMOs. Yeah, fair enough. That would be my guess, Yeah, but I'm not Phil Spencer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the, great answer. Uh, this one comes in. This is just a quick comment. Uh, Yarden Angel said, whoa, nice get. Rick's a good guy. Should be an awesome conversation. Thank you, Yarden. I agree. Thank you. Uh, this one comes in quickly from at Combat Vet Gaming. Ask him how long it's been since Michigan beat Ohio State in football. Yeah. Um, so how long has it been since Michigan beat Ohio State in football? I don't know. I don't cover sports <laughs> stuff. I'm, I feel See, like this this is, these are Ohio State fans. You know what? You know what? Being a Michigan fan teaches you humility. Yeah. And Ohio State fans don't have that humility because <laughs> we've beaten them once in the last 16 years. That's a rivalry. Here we go. You know what's funny about this is I grew up and it was about even. It was a normal rivalry. And then it went on a, a 16 year, not so fun time mm -hmm. uh, for, for me. More fun for the Ohio State folks. Yeah. Uh, that's, hey, I'm from Minnesota, so I know that better than most. Uh, hey, there so you go. You get it. Uh, last question. This comes in from the JStrom over on our Discord. He says, Question for Hogue. If I worked for AIM doing light security work for, let's say, a robot factory, and the Incredible Hulk was trespassing, and I chose not to engage the Green Goliath, and was then later fired for not doing my job. Um, by my less than sympathetic boss, George Tarleton, a.k.a. Modoc, Would I have any legal recourse for keeping my job when I knew that fighting the Incredible Hulk would most likely result in physical damage to my person? <laughs> I thought you might like this one, so I was like, I got it. I got to ask him. Well, 
there's a lot of dependencies there. First, we'd have to know where the laboratory was uh, operated. The jurisdictional laws are going to tell you what kind of obligations you have. United States labor regulations are going to be different than other jurisdictions. Even within those, the states are going to be different. But for the most part, the reason why you wouldn't see this come up is insurers don't want to give insurance to companies that are going to encourage medical expenses and have their people. You see this, just imagine a GameStop. You know, if you go and you've got a shoplifter and you see them stealing stuff in general, sometimes people don't follow these rules. They aren't supposed to gang tackle you. Yep. They aren't supposed to do those kinds of things because you can get into medical liabilities. You can get into other liabilities for your employer and things like that. So chances are your company would say, no, no, don't engage with that. Now, if you happen to be working for MODOC, you have other problems. So my thesis has always been don't work for the bad guys uh, because the law is a statute written by people in another state or another city, and it's not going to protect you from a giant-headed alien-looking man with a robot suit, regardless of what it says. Mm -hmm. I think that's my answer for AIM Incredible Hulk at all. That's great. What a great answer. Okay, well, thank you for responding to that. But again, this is um, this is just for fun. This is these are not this is not legal That's advice. Right. This if is you not do run across the Incredible Hulk and or work for AIM and or Modoc. This was not official legal representation. I am not your lawyer. You are not my client. This was for informational and educational purposes only. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm happy to be just like the backup lawyer in training or lit as the kids like to say. Um, I just made that up and I feel very, very witty. All right. So I hope you like are it. listening to this. Take that to heart. Uh, but that's going to do it for the show today. We could keep talking for hours and hours, Rick, because you're so much fun to hang Fantastic. out with. Um, but thank you to everybody who wrote in. I appreciate it. If you ever have a question, a topic or whatever else for any of our guests or for me on the show, all you have to do is tweet the hashtag critical podcast and you can tweet at me. I'm at Jimmy Good 013. Twitter, please give me just at Jimmy Good. He's not using it. Um, or you can tweet at Go Critical. <laughs> but if they want to find you, Rick, on Hoglaw's business law firm account or just your personal one, What, where can they find you? Oh, sure. Well, you know, the firm has a website, www.hoglaw. Spelling of my name is H-O-E-G. A lot of people have very many different spellings for it, but it is, in fact, H-O-E-G. You can find me at www.hoglaw.com. I'm at I'm at I'm on Twitter at Hoglaw. And then the YouTube channel, Virtual Legality, all that good stuff is slash Hoglaw. We just are playing around with opening up a merchandise store at oh, Teespring cool. slash Hoglaw, so you can check out our very early returns there. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting life for a law firm and a lawyer, but virtual legality has become popular, and so we're, we're trying to see exactly uh, how to make that continue to grow. Yes, definitely. And uh, most people are used to me plugging myself here at the end of the show where, you know, it's like Instagram, Spreadshirt and Patreon, all that stuff. The links are down below. However, this week, instead of supporting us here, I would really recommend that you please, please go check out Virtual Legality. Go check out uh, Hoglaw over on YouTube. Check out a few of his videos. If you like them, hit the like button. If you like like three of them, consider subscribing because that's the way I kind of look at things if I'm like okay I've enjoyed a few of these things it's kind of like a TV show if you watch like, three, like, you're like I'm kind of into it so please go check them out uh, there have been some like Rick you've done some really interesting ones we talked about it kind of earlier but if you have any interest in kind of like legalese or like what language yeah, yeah, language yeah we do a lot of that fun stuff it's I mean like really that's cool. the thing. I think people hear about virtual legality and it's like oh I'm talking about statutes and things and I do I, I read through the epic lawsuits and we try to make those fun but like 
there are so many aspects of the world that are impacted by how you interpret language, what people can get away with, how companies market themselves. And I think we were either talking about it offline or at the top of this video that was, uh, you know, like the bungee stuff yesterday where the CEO comes out and says, this is false to a long form rumor. We did a breakdown of it in the video about how, yeah, that's undoubtedly true. People don't lie, but here's how this language actually works to be, hey, this could be a dozen different things yep. that maybe you can't recognize if you're just kind of skimming over it on Twitter. So we do that kind of fun stuff too. Hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully it's educational. I really appreciate you sending folks over and uh, yeah, hopefully they like it. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. And honestly, guys, I'm telling you this, it's me. It's Jimmy from Critical Reviews. If there's anything, if I'm going to direct you towards something, it's something that I legitimately really enjoy myself. I wouldn't just be doing it just because he's on here. I, I really do like it. So please, check it out tell them jimmy sent you uh and you will you really will be um fascinated by the stuff even the stuff that's come up in the past few months or weeks or whatever else and the new stuff because rick you do such a good job of getting this stuff out so quickly uh and i'm just i'm amazed and impressed by it so congratulations hey, to your thank success, you. i really man. appreciate it yeah well again thank you for being on thank you everybody for listening and until next time just remember to adapt and overcome bye-bye